1: G'day, Mike Hussey here, but you can call me Mr. Supercoach. KFC Supercoach BBL is back and there's 25 grand up for grabs. So what are you waiting for? Play today at supercoach.com.au
0: T's and C's apply in South Wales, authorisation number tp slash
2: 01005.
3: On 11.16 SEN, The Odds Couple, with Simon O'Donnell and Simon Marshall... Good morning, everyone. Welcome to 2019. That's an old saying now. We're 19 days into the new year, but uh, it's a very happy new year from the odds couple, particularly the two fellas that took a break over that Christmas New Year period. I took, uh, of course, of yours truly. Uh, and uh, S.D. Marshall, welcome back to you with beard and looking slim. And after a break, I thought jockey struggled during the break, but you look just a, you're a sculptor. Absolutely fresh as a a daisy. Good morning,
0: Australia. Great to be back in your cars, in your living room, in your house. And um, I hope you're having a wonderful breakfast this morning. It's a beautiful morning here in Victoria, Melbourne. Great days racing right around the country, in particular Flemington. Tags, good to see you. Thanks for filling in, brother. You did an outstanding job. You and Cam Luke
3: did a wonderful job. We held the fort. Not too good a job because we were a bit (laughs) concerned. Good to see
4: you back and... uh, the facial hair, Simon, It's, it's uh, you look like a professor. It's very well-groomed. Thank you very much. Take, probably takes you longer to groom it than does the hair, does it?
0: Well, Johnny, who looks after us here, pushing the buttons, it's great to see you, mate, again, the old Hold Your Horses days. Remember those? Yes, get up, you good thing. I'll tell you something about the beard tags. It's a sign of maturity, and I've had a bit of luck with it. <laughs>
3: <laughs> oh, no. not not first show. Hey, not first yeah, show that, with the team back on air. On the punt, the 2019, <laughs> please. There, so. Oh, okay.
0: Now, big you. fella, I saw you up at Magic me, I saw you at Magic Meet, and you,
3: you you raise an interesting point. But let let me first uh, tell our listeners what's coming up this morning. Uh, Robbie Lang joining us a bit later on. Of Double course,
0: last night at Cranbourne. Yeah,
3: yeah. On um, fire. Had a, came came good late in the night. Robbie won one earlier and a couple later, so that was a. It was an excellent effort from him. Jason Benbow, who's been in charge of the Jockeys Trust game now for a number of years. Um, he's going to join us later on because that big day comes up on Monday, the Jockeys Trust uh, charity cricket match, which is a, a bevy of stars Bounce playing back in from that.
0: He's a horrific fall mm. to ride again. He's it just resumed riding again recently, hasn't he? He's an ideas man too, Jace. Can't wait to talk to him about the... Um Thoughts behind starting raising some money and putting the pads on and having a little bit of a crack because it's done nothing but just grow into this wonderful one over hundred thousand dollar raising funds for the National Jockeys Trust.
3: Well, you've been the professor. that would be something you'd like to talk about where his hey, mind's hey, hey. at and where these ideas come from. Come on now, uh, being a, a very deep thinker yourself. But you, you touched on an interesting point
0: when. What well, about um, that ozone layer? Last time I had a <laughs> chat with you, Tags. How are we going there? <laughs> yeah,
3: there's a big hole. Have in we come there, up there. with an answer yet? <laughs> The uh, interesting point that um, tickled my fancy when we talked about break and you know I, I touched on I saw you at the magic Millions. Yeah. we were both at the buffet together. yes. Uh, we, we, we are differing in size. I'm six foot badly. three, you're five foot four. <laughs> um, your plate was bigger than mine. Hey. which I could no, nah, you couldn't fit all that into one body, but you you obviously did. well, you obviously did, the professor. Um, you're really looking like a Professor now with a bit of a belly, mm-hmm. little belly over the over the buckle of the belt. But what was it like when a jockey has a break? What's it like when a jock has a break? What 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 do you have to watch? What do you have to do? Do you just let yourself go if you can? What's what's a jockey's breaking tail? Well, sometimes
0: they're enforced being um, careless riding charges, so you need to take the break. And then sometimes you're just sick of the. Seven days a week, running around, doing your heading, getting out of bed at four o'clock every morning, dieting, going to the races, the grind, we call it. And you just need a mental and physical freshen up for the body to come back to your brilliant best and uh, and ride winners. So when that happens, I can remember reflecting back to the days when I was riding in the pigskin that when I had, uh, let's say, a three week suspension or three week little holiday, that first week I would over race badly in the feed bin. I'd just go out there and uh, hit my local bakery up on the Frankston Peninsula, and I'd spend around 32 to $35 on pastries. <laughs> I'd go and grab a two-litre <laughs> bottle of Coke, and I'd have a lock-in. I'd have a lock-in. And generally, you'd ride on Saturdays. We had Sundays off back in the 90s, and uh, I'd sit back there, watch all the sports shows, and I'd eat as much as I can, drink as much as I could, and then I'd sleep all day. And that'd be, that would be... Uh, continuation of the first week. All i do is eat and sleep and just let it go. Mm. Just, just let Ain't it go. Not
3: be partially normal.
0: Yeah. But unfortunately with that, you can whack on six to seven to eight kilos in a matter of two to three to four days. Mm. And then once it starts getting a little bit out of hand and you're walking around and only a pair of uh, tracksuit pants you can fit into, uh, happens, you think to yourself, right, the alarm goes off, I've got two weeks to try and get this off, and good Lord, it takes every part of two weeks to try and get it off. But to mentally and physically let your body go and have a really good rest, I recommend it because um, you, you've got to be able to do that because mm. the stress and uh, it's, it's the mental strain too with that dieting and uh, being dehydrated and fasting and, and the hunger combined uh, can really wear you down. Um, look, it's, good lordy me, it's a hard slog to come back, but what it actually does is it uh, re-energizes your batteries, rejigs your mind to focus on the things that are really important to you. That's one, to get your health right so that you can get back to riding track work again. You can get back to working with naturopaths, dietitians, and also uh, personal trainers. You've got to combine all of those three. You cannot do it by yourself, even though you think you know everything, mm. being a self-employed jockey. You think you know everything, but you do need help out there. And the sooner you ask those professional people in those fields to help you, Pick a path. It then boils down to routine, folks. When you've got a routine in your life, you're set. You know what you need to do. You know what you need to prepare for. You know what you need to get out of bed for. And you set those little goals along the way. It'll take a good two to three weeks to rip that seven to eight, nine kilos that you've put on. But um, you enjoy it because you're fresh and you're ready to go again. And plus, the money that you make when you're riding as a jockey, the more you make, the bigger the house you want, the better the car you want, the more investment properties you want. So the bills don't stop coming in. And good lordy, good lordy, Big Sim, as you know, <laughs> when those bills are coming in and the money's going out, that's not a bad motivation to get your head out of the trough and knuckle
3: down and get back into what you do best. And that's ride horses. Your weight problems are well documented, Simon. Tags, your weight problems weren't as bad as what Simon's were. You were... You were a Pretty much, you know, not really. lightweight-ish. Oh, always. Right? A lot of...
4: this very rare you'd say he's a natural lightweight. I, I don't like that terminology, natural lightweight. Like, Simon did it tough to ride the 55s, fifty six and there's jockeys. Probably not doing it as tough, but not not far off, Simon. But they're there to ride the 52, 51s back in the day too, and that's and that's what Simon's saying. He's hit the nail on the head with the mortgages and the, and, uh, the expenses, and that's the greatest motivation. But uh, I, I, was, I was fortunate enough I never had... Uh, three, four weeks off at a time. I had two big breaks of both eight months, one from an injury and one was when I came back from overseas. And, geez, I went from, I especially when I was an apprentice, when I got T-boned at Mooney Valley, I had the eight months off and I went from riding 50. T-boned kilos. means you, that you had a fall at Mooney Valley? Yeah. You had a fall, loose horse hit me side on. A loose horse. And I went straight into the T-boned big T-boned you? T-boned me. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So uh, I broke all my left-hand side. And uh, You broke all your left-hand side? Yeah. Jaw, sternum, wrist, the uh, Couple of vertebrae and I split the kneecap in half.
0: You can't remember that, 92, mm-hmm. After the trials, yeah, yeah leading, yeah, leading yeah. into the autumn carnival. I well, you knew a few falls,
4: but good yeah. Lord,
0: I can't remember more. But yeah, yeah, and that one. So, how long uh,
4: it took you to get back from that? Yeah, eight, and I probably come back too early, but I wandered back for the spring and I end up riding uh, three group ones that season. So, so how much
0: so. weight did you put on? And then comes the
4: rehabilitation of broken bones. 100 percent. So the re the rehab was already, already done before I started back uh, riding track work and that, but. I bloomed up to 65 kilos. So uh, I then, once I knew I was going to start riding 1st of August, I, middle of uh, June, that's when I got the clearance from the doctor, uh, started riding track work, and that's when I was focused on the diet. Routine, as you said, Simon, that's that's my, the most imperative uh, thing you need is a routine with your diet. I did it all by myself. I didn't have a nutritionist or anything. And then came back around about 54, 53 and a half. So
3: you were living at home then?
4: I was living, yeah, with with my uh, yeah, girlfriend at the time and, uh, yeah. Right, so, so who, it who was myself. looking at
3: Were you doing all your own cooking? I was cooking? doing it all myself, it, yeah. The, the
4: whole, whole box and diet? I was actually on a diet, crash diet. And uh, so I knocked off about 12 kilos in the first six weeks, naturally. And then once I got fitter and, and started race riding, it, it came down. And I was riding 50 kilos that spring again. But, uh,
0: geez, I did it tough to do it, though. To get back in the saddle, big fella... Uh, I know you've had breaks from playing uh, professional cricket and, let's say, football when you've had a break from that. You can't just go and kick the ball straight away. You can't just run in under one hour and bowl the ball straight away and have a bat. you physically got to get yourself as fit and as sound and train those muscles to get back in the saddle because the one thing you don't want to do as a professional jockey is to jump on a thoroughbred, finely-tuned animal that's got a really light mouth, the power steering that the jockeys have the reins that are connected to. Jump on there when you're unfit and you're a bit fat and unhealthy, and you're a bit loose, and and your your muscles aren't trained to ride a horse because all you're going to do is hurt that horse. Bounce around on its back. You're going to get really strong on on the horse's mouth and teach it bad habits. And that's the worst thing you can do as a jockey coming back is not be fit enough to jump on that horse, be nice and light and balanced and really soft hands so that mouth is absolutely perfect for when you're going fast and when you need to steer those horses.
3: I think... To back up your point, it was extraordinary, and, and David, you mentioned you, you didn't use a, a, a fitness person, but some of the social media stuff, video stuff that came out over the spring of Hugh Bowman and Kieran McAvoy yes. and the way they work and getting muscles in tone and all the, the the one-legged squats on a round ball that Kieran McAvoy was doing, those sort of things. So it, it's literally you have to get every part of your body at a level strength so you are level in distributing your weight across a horse
0: well the one thing that i was introduced to very early i was introduced to a a, a, a naturopath and a dietician at the age of 15 and six months the first day that i rode because i had to lose three quarters of a kilo to ride the 48 kilos was to try and train outside of just riding track work strengthen your core and the muscles around now body fat weighs more than muscle you've got to get rid of that first then you've got to melt the muscle down and in order to do that you've got to cross train Get out there, get into some gyms, not big massive weights, but you've got the cardio's massive, and to build the core. To watch what Karen McAvoy does and Huey Bowman, a lot of the professional jockeys now work with P, uh, PTs, is phenomenal because they're going to another level. And have a look at Karen McAvoy's year so far. We're halfway through. He's won a Melbourne Cup. He's won his second Everest. And the Magic Millions. Won the Magic <laughs> Millions. <sighs> I wonder Cathy wants a new house up there in Sydney <laughs> and a new
3: swimming pool for the kids. Oh, I'd hate to be paying his tax bill, though. Stay in the gym, though. Karen. Oh, well, if you're paying tax, it means you're making money, Tags. That's what the job's all about. So we're, we're going to take our first break on the odds couple for 2019. The team's back together. Gee, that was a good start, ripping start. We're going to have a chat about the Magic Millions and Kieran We yeah, didn't have time. It. Jamie Carr, she's come across to Melbourne. Will that be a success? We're going to chat about that. No, we didn't get to that either. We didn't get to the greatest horse in the world, Winks. Oh, she's back in business. She's trialling. But we'll chat about her another time. Fascinating start. To our odds couple for 2019, gents, thank you very much. We'll be back with you in just a moment.
2: 1116 SEN. The Odds Couple, with Simon O'Connell and Simon Marshall.
4: Now for another Kia Australian Open update, thanks to Kia, with match-winning deals. Plus, every new Kia comes with a seven-year factory warranty. And California Sports Surfaces. California Sports Surfaces, manufacturers and suppliers of the world-class PlexiPave and PlexiCushion Tennis Court Surfaces.
3: Yesterday at the Australian Open, Ash Barty won through to the fourth round in straight sets. However, Alex de and Kimberly Birrell were outcast by Rafael Nadal and Angie Kerber, respectively. The Australian Open update was brought to you by California Sports Services, the Australian Open surface supplier. Well, welcome back uh, to the odds couple, um, Robbie Lang. We uh, we said earlier we're going to have a chat to Robbie. We can't get him on the phone at the minute. It's engaged. Horse trainers on Saturday mornings. Geez, they're hard to get hold of. Fresh after
0: hey? a double last night. Uh, he's probably having a chat with uh, Kevin Forrester, who was, um, I'm sure would have been fine for excessive use of the whip. Jamie Mott fired in a protest. <laughs> he did. He fired in a protest uh, last night to the winner. He ran second to Kevin Forrester, and um, he fired in a protest because he followed him and tracked him throughout the run. He actually tried to push him out at the... F- 400 metre mark, or just inside, and then he watched Kevin sort of in front of him and said, uh, I'll fire in a protest here, excessive use of the whip. He used the we only allowed to use the shillelagh, uh, the whip that is, uh, five times before the 100 metre mark. Kebby used it about nine times, and you're not allowed to hit the horse in concession, like yeah, and he did that about five or six (laughs) times. And um, he got up and won. So that's uh, Kevy's
3: old style. That's a kick
0: bounce, Kevy. So we're trying to get hold of Robbie Lang because he does have some great runners in Thorndor, who's race five, number three, currently $3 favourite in the sprint. And Miss Rock, race seven, number four, currently $9 in a very good race where we see Champagne Cuddles coming down from Sydney, galloping down the straight, who's favourite in that race seven for the first time.
3: Well, uh, with uh, our wait for Robbie, we'll. um We'll chat to Jason Benbow, who we said earlier uh, has been a, an integral part of the uh, the Jockey's Trust Cricket Match uh, since its inception. Uh, it comes up again on Monday, and uh, Jason again is uh, at the forefront of what is a, a wonderful day and a, and a really important part of the racing calendar each year. And we will welcome uh, you, Jason, to The Odds Couple.
5: No worries,
3: thanks for having me, son. Uh, d- not playing this year, you know. Too busy administering and you know puffing the chest out as uh, manager of the whole show.
5: Yeah, it only took me about oh, six years to realise when they got it again. Yeah, <laughs> I, I, I think take
4: a different role. Hey, Jason's Tags, I, I think that's on the back of your form slump, isn't it? The uh, uh, the few ducks that you made along the way, and and uh, and the, as you say, there's been a significant uh, change in the lineup, and D. Oliver's taken over the captaincy this year. Oh, wow!
5: Well. Yeah, I had a. Seventeen not out, so uh, that was enough for me. Retired. I thought you went alright.
3: The old days when it was played at Corfield, I thought you went okay. No, that's all right. I'll take that from
5: you, Simon. Anyway. Yeah, there's
3: a lot of blokes who are far worse. D. <laughs> Endle, fair <laughs> to him. He didn't know which end to hold.
5: <laughs> yeah, he just bowled that half volley and that'd nearly you know, knock him
0: out. <laughs> good, good morning, Jase. Uh, I want to. I want to take you back to when you thought uh, that. Um, uh, the thought process to ha- have a, ha- get involved and raise some money for the National Jockeys Trust. And you came up, 2020 uh, started kicking in big time. It, uh, you kicked off at Cranbourne. It was a huge success. Ended up to Caulfield and now Williamstown on Monday. But just can you fill in the listeners here on SE and the odds couple, uh, how much money it's raised and how this great game, this great day has actually built?
5: Yeah, so I think um, probably that's, year at Cranbourne we raised $50,000 and then uh, about three years consecutive after that we've been around the eighty to to $100,000 mark so we've probably raised well over three hundred, four uh, hundred thousand dollars 400000 in our six or seven years and we're on the target for our best year yet so uh, yeah, it's, um, it's quite surprising to think that a charity cricket match is um, well received and it's actually gaining momentum
0: Tell us about the logistics of putting it together, the celebrities that come together and um, and the difficulties behind actually uh, setting this day up.
5: Yeah, it's a, definitely a challenge when uh, your you're full-time job's to be a jockey, uh, but I've been up to the challenge and really enjoyed it. It makes things a lot easier when you're passionate about something. So uh, I'm very grateful that, because it is a charity that everyone really does care about, uh, you make a phone call and, the answer is generally yes. So this year we've sort of gone for a different approach. Being the National Jockeys Trust, I thought it uh, be very fitting to have jockeys represent their various states. So we have the likes of Willie Pike flying over to represent Perth or Western Australia. Uh, Tegan Harrison's coming down from Queensland. Uh got Abdallah and Corey Brown from Sydney. Ethan Brown, even though he's a local boy or we will adopt him now, he's representing Northern Territory. Jason Maskill from Tassie, and uh, Jamie Carr. Well, when I did call her, she was in South Australia, but now she's made the move over here.
3: So, uh, Jason, going—that's the uh, the jockey side of the ledger. What uh, from the uh, the superstars, the um, uh, the the ring ins on the other side? Um, who have you got uh, coming? What sort celebs are we going to see when we rob out there on Monday?
5: Yes, so really excited to have uh, Brendan Bavola come along for the first time this year. Archie Thompson and uh, Gillan McLaughlin, uh, CEO of the AFL, he's coming along as well.
3: So I reckon he'd bowl quick, them. wouldn't he, Gill? He'd be about six foot seven. Look out, yeah, you bikes. Yeah, he's pretty, he's
0: uh, quite. Yeah, he's very tall, isn't he? Mm. How many very is tall. it? Six runs for a
3: bouncer this year
0: for the jocks. <laughs> yeah. uh, we had to. We've got some uh, full
5: sides, that's for sure. So we will just changed, think with the rules a little bit. So we'll retire at 20 this year, try to give everyone a go. But uh, uh, look, it's a great day. Obviously, it's uh, our number one fundraiser uh, for the charity. So the best way to support it is to, if you can head to uh, njtcricket.com.au and you can follow the links on that p- web page and donate to your favourite player or a jockey or celebrity.
0: And Jase, we have the one and only David Taggart in the studio. Tags, you're quite honoured. You get a little emotional, mate, because we're playing for the David Taggart Cup, or well, the medal, the best on ground, and yeah, another um, tro- no, trophy, it's, the tro- yeah. yeah, the David Taggart Trophy. There is a best on ground as well. But I've presented that to you a couple of times, and it means a great deal to your good self. It does. It's uh, it,
4: the, take away the emotion. It's just great with Jason setting everything up uh, as he does. He does a wonderful job year in year out, along with. Uh, well, Des O'Keefe helped him as well, uh, but it's it's just it's seeing the boys to get together, unite as, as one, and and work as a team. And because as you say, you're you're in a uh, in a sport where it's where it's an individual sport, isn't it? So to get these boys together and just to see around the faces of parents of jockeys that have passed on and and uh, the few of the injured jockeys that are out there, it's, and that's what we play for, and, and that's. And that's why I get so, sort of so emotional. It's, I'm not the only one, and it's just a, it's a great effort to, to these boys that uh, that ride year in year
0: out, and uh, and that's uh, that's why we don't we, we need the donations and uh, ongoing support. Well, Jason, um, it's happening again this year. We're off to Williamstown. Can you please tell um, our listeners uh, where to go, what's happening, what what can we see there on the day, what can we do there on the day for when the girls and the guys. The Jockey's Take on the Celebrities in the National Jockey's Trust 2020.
5: Yeah, so definitely a change of venue, Williamstown Cricket Oval or Williamstown Oval, if you want to chuck it in Google. Uh, it is on Morris Street in Williamstown, and there will be lots of kids' activities. We've got ride amusement rides there this year, so I'm uh, very excited to have that for the kids. It's free entry for the family. There's barbecue, there's food trucks, uh, there's a bar for the parents if they need to just take the edge off a little bit and we're looking at 28 degrees so it should be a perfect day right on the water uh you can head down to the beach after the match if you want and have a little dip so yeah look it's going to be a lot of fun and as i said it's free entry Ga- gates open at 12 o'clock and the game's set to start about one o'clock so uh we shouldn't take up too much of your time and it should be full of uh, a lot of fun and this year we've got uh, Chris Simons is bringing along his animal show and we're going to have a half-time show and he's going to be able to show you crocodiles and a lot of Australian animals, dingoes and of the likes. So it should be uh, very interesting and Chris is very entertaining as we know.
3: Good on you, Jace. Um The day will be a beauty and uh, just a, a big congratulations from all of us here and the racing community uh, for all the work you do in keeping this going and getting it bigger and better every year. Well done.
5: Thanks very much, guys, and really appreciate you having me on and getting behind the trust. Greatly appreciated.
4: You're welcome, Jason. We'll see you Monday, Hoop.
3: Good on you, Jason. Good to hear from you. That uh, Jockey's Trust uh, match uh, Jason gave um, you the website to go to for all the information down at the Williamstown uh, Cricket Ground on Monday. 716 SEN, The Odds Couple, with Simon O'Donnell and Simon Marshall. Welcome back. Uh, First show for 2019 with the full team um, back and running. Uh, As I said a little earlier, thanks to David Taggart and um, and Josh, uh, Cam Luke. Uh, Josh Luke, I was going to say. Cam Luke for for filling in over that Christmas New Year period and Tag's still here and up and about. Uh, We know that the David Taggart Trophy is being presented on Monday to the winning team. Team uh, team at, wait. Uh, at Can't the wait. Jockeys' Trust match. A couple of special youngsters are taking part, Simon, uh, in the game on Monday.
0: Yeah, we do. And uh, it's a very, very important part of the day to recognise young Joshy Ledger and also Mitchie Goring. Both of these young men lost their uh, fathers on the racetrack uh, due to falls. So Joshy Ledger and Mitchie Goring will be batting once again for the Jockeys. Good luck to the boys. Michelle Payne will be out there. Mark Zara. And uh, many more. So uh, good luck to Mitch and And, and
4: we'll see what D Oliver's yeah, got in store. D Oliver store.
3: always gets dressed up, he doesn't he? He gets dressed
4: day. up. He's come as the great late Richie Benno one time, Merv Hughes. I reckon he should get the retro gear out, the oh. the Canary Yellow, and uh, come as S.O. Donald. Oh. Oh, hey, how, how would that be? Well,
3: that retro gear. Uh, and I'll tell you what, if, if he wants to lend to my retro gear. Very similar size, me and him, in those days. Well, if you Might stop, have changed a bit now. The old if, you stop,
0: if you could stop wearing it to Saturday mornings, <laughs> <laughs> the odd couple and walking around, here, is that canary yellow? <laughs> I oh,
3: think that's, it is. That's fairly well, cruel. No, it's Australia
0: gold, Simon. Uh, that's it's absolutely all. cruel. Well, Come I'll tell
3: on. you what, it's time now to go to one of my best mates in racing. He's one of my best mates in racing, but he's a good bloke, Robbie Lang, but he's a St Kilda supporter. He's a passionate St Kilda supporter, and I reckon – actually, I don't reckon I'm fudging myself because – this isn't going to be our year, Rob, <laughs> We can't improve that quick, can we? No, I watched them last year. I thought they were a
1: team of guppies. Um,
3: <laughs> <laughs> you didn't have any of them down riding work with you, did you? Um, I walked past a few and I looked
1: down at them, they're not
3: big. <laughs> we'll be right this year, pal. Don't worry. We'll cross tracks at the races and we'll be there, you know, six and one after seven rounds. Let's hope that's uh, six wins and one loss, not... <laughs> One win and six losses.
1: Unlike 30 years ago, uh, what you get away with now when you're up last is we get the best draft picks.
3: Hey, Robbie, let's
0: talk about success like you had last night at Cranbourne, uh, training the double. Congratulations there. The team's absolutely on fire.
1: Yeah, good. No, I think we've had 10 in the last three weeks. So uh, that little so-you-think horse, he was stiff. He ranged up to win and he went amiss uh, in race two De grass. Um, uh, he was so... Who knows what he may have done. And explicitly, uh, he got taken on two apprentices, went pretty hard up front, uh, young Harry, but that was his instructions. And left him vulnerable at the finish. He got beat less than a length. So he's going really good too. But uh, four winners on the night would have been good.
0: Absolutely. To to. Outstanding. Now, Robbie, what we like to do is profile our um, our guests with uh, uh, the odds couple um, here, uh, between eight and nine on Saturday mornings. Um, we haven't got a great deal of time and we want to do touch on your runners, two very important runners from your stable, Thorndor and Miss Rock. But Robbie, tell us about the logistics and the setup of your stable at Cranbourne. You've got a nice farm, uh, that you like to spell your horses and you can pre-train from as well. And then you've got the sta- new stable set up there at Cranbourne. Can you just give the listeners a little bit of an insight into your day-to-day runnings?
1: Yeah, uh, well Heather that's worked for me for 27 years, she must get up at 2 o'clock of the morning because when she's making the feeds up, uh, she rings me at 3, that's my alarm. So I get up and get dressed with young Jack, my son, who's an uh, assistant trainer and we get to the stables at 3.30, uh, Heather's already fed up and we got, uh, the jockeys turn up, we've got 8 ground staff and 8 jockeys so we get through 40 horses uh, pretty smoothly and Most most mornings, except for when they have a really hard gallop, they all swim after they work. And now we've got the big sand track out the back, uh, 1,400 with a big hill in it. Uh, Monday, Wednesday, Friday, they're working out there. So they're nice and sound. And this time of the year, plenty of swimming. So they're they're fresh in the mind as well.
0: How difficult, Robbie, uh, is it to uh, keep a horse stimulated mentally? And and how many times do you have to change their uh, program? Or do you?
1: Well, if they're racing well, you don't. Uh, and if they, like Miss Rock, uh, she's a five-year-old man, probably in the twilight of her career. Uh, last, she went terrible on Sandown Cup day, and straight away after that, we started the leader off the pony, got her into the pool, so far more swimming. Uh, lengthened her workout a bit to substitute for no weight on her back. Really enjoys being led around off the pony. Uh, couldn't really get a gauge on uh, New Year's Day. Over on the inside beaten four links but she's a snaky old thing and doesn't like being crowded I didn't see her at her best there but wasn't terrible so i reckon today she seems fine
0: okay she's in race seven number four she's a nine dollar chance and uh she gallops well at flemington so what are we expecting
1: look barrier one's the biggest danger um i don't know where mark goes from there to give a clear galloping room but uh if she runs up to her win there as a three-year-old or third to Red Zell in the Lightning, she's riding this up to her neck. Seems to go well with, with when she's fresh. 1,000 is no problem to her. She won the Carline stakes over 1,000 as well. So uh, we you, you'll see her in the mounting yard. She looks fantastic. Galloped brilliantly on Tuesday morning. Just needs luck in the running.
0: Race seven, number four, Miss Rock from the
3: Robbie <laughs> Lang. I think the Red Zell form would be winning that race, wouldn't you?
1: <laughs> yeah, yeah, you would. And she uh, was... Finish me on the two of them, Red Kirk Warrior and Red Bell. Mm. Uh, yeah, yeah, exactly right, Simon. If she runs up to that, she'd be winning.
0: That's race seven, number four, Miss Rock. Race five, number three, Thorndor. Uh, he's had the eight starts. He won on debut. And it's um, he, uh, he may have had enough of the Group 1 Coolmore, Robbie, but you, you thought he was good enough to run in. it. ran second in the Group 2, Danehill. He's a very, very good horse, and he's $3 favourite today at Flemington. Race five, number three, Thorndor. What are you thinking?
1: Yeah, well, like a lot of the fast out rocks, he goes well with a real freshness on his side. And, uh, we'd had him in work a hell of a long time. He raced over in Adelaide during the winter, then only had a, uh, chance to have a two week break into the spring. Went really well first up, brilliant second up, up the straight. I thought he was home in the Dane Hill and got beaten ahead. head. And I reckon after that he was just going around mentally. He was, he looked great in the body but I think he had just switched off upstairs. He'd had enough and, uh, Probably give him one run too many. Uh, When you look at his form card, uh, when he ran in the pool more, he he didn't want to participate and jarred up a little bit. So he had six weeks out and, yeah, he looked fantastic in the yard there today and fresh, not an overly strong field, uh, racing for big money, and he's a chance.
0: Terrific. Race five, number three. Uh, is he the best of your runners today? I know you've got a couple of other runners at around the 100-1 to 1 pop in race eight. You've got the Mighty J-Rod and also Frank All My Dear in race nine. Who's your best from the stable today, Rob?
1: Hard to split the two that rocks, and they are and both drawn barrier one. So biggest danger to both of them is ha, ha, where they're going to race th- throughout the running and uh, are they going to get clear. But they, when you see them in the yard, they, they've... You can see your face on their skin, though. they're like mirrors. but really,
3: really happy with them. Well, we look forward to seeing you out there as well, Robbie. Uh, good luck uh, today. Go Saints for 2019 and um, uh, let's hope uh, the rest of the year's a good one for you uh, out there on the racetrack.
1: Beautiful. Thanks, boys.
3: Good Thank on you, Robbie you, Lang joining us there on the Odds Couple. We're going to take another break on the Odds Couple. After the break, that all-important quaddy. David Taggart and those numbers. You've been on fire lately. We well, got one a couple of weeks ago, I bet it, and actually lost money. 50 bucks, i got 25 back.
4: Now for another Kia Australian Open update, thanks to Kia, with match-winning deals. Plus, every new Kia comes with a seven-year factory warranty and California Sports Surfaces. California Sports Surfaces, manufacturers and suppliers of the well class PlexiPave and PlexiCushion Tennis Court Surfaces.
3: Massive day today at the Australian Open. Uh, Alex Bolt goes up against Alexander Zavev, while countryman Alexei Boparin (laughs) takes on Lucas Pui, Novak Djokovic, Serena Williams. They're also in action at the Australian Open today. And this Australian Open update was brought to you by Kia Open Season. On now with match-winning deals. 1116 SEN, The Odds Couple, with Simon O'Donnell and Simon Marshall. While we've got that bit of Australian Open flavour, how do you think I went with the names? Anyway?
0: Zverev, Zverev, he's got Zverev? A called uh, Zverev, isn't he? Z- Zverev. And Lucas who? Zverev. Lucas who? Zverev.
3: Zverev. 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 Yeah, but there's a Z there. Oh. Poprin was good and Pooey was fantastic. Yeah, I thought Pooey was good. He's very said, doesn't
0: he? Just yeah. need to pick up a little.
3: <laughs> well done. Well, for the Australian Open this week, your mob, uh, Simon Sportsbet, uh, I've got a special going on, and if your player goes four games up, you win. Conditions apply, gamble responsibly. So um, uh, follow our great supporter here at the Odds Couple in SportsBet. Yep, and speaking about
0: SportsBet, uh, races 1 to 4 at Flemington and Rose Hill today, folks. Uh, you pick up your sports bet app, and if you're having uh, taking a fixed odds bet between races one and four, and your horse runs second or third, you get up to $50 back in bonus bets. And at this time, gentlemen, we say... Get your pens, pencils and crayons and have your form guys be ready. Because here are Excuse the two best-backed runners in every race at Flemington today. Race one, number two and five is where the money is. Viking Warrior, $2.10 into $1.70, number two. And the best-backed in that race go. from number five, Game Keeper, $6 to five 2 and five, race one. Race 2 at Flemington, 2 and 3. Lycurgus is the best-backed runner at Flemington today, $2 into $1.80. And number 3, Pleasuring, 3.10, ready to fire, say the punters from the Darren Weir stable, into 2.80, 2 and 3, race 2. Race 3, 7 and 16 is where the money is. English Gambler, $7 into $5, the best-backed in the race. And Abyssinian, $11 into seven fifty, the 16. 7 and 16, race 3. Race four, three and one. Royal Performance is holding more money than Ocean X. Royal Performance four twenty into three dollars eighty. Number one Ocean X three sixty to three ten. Three and one race four. Race five is a very quiet race on the books. Eight and two have money though. Due well is four forty into four twenty. And number two, Ollivander has been a little bit of a trickle. First up today, $11 into 8.50. Easing favourite, Thorondor, number three, out of race five. Race six, the first leg of the quaddy, David Taggart's going to give you these quaddy tips, And but here's the money. Ten and four is where the money is. Hey, Now is the best-backed runner in the race, $11 into 8.50. Number four, Mastering, he's solid. He's the favourite at $2.90, so 10 and 4, race 6. David, first leg of the quaddy. Yeah,
3: hey, now I've left now now. I need to admit, oh, okay. before you go on, I followed your quaddy two weeks ago while I was away. I was a Queensland TAB. Well, I you went would have loaded I, up. I had a bit, no, and you had Mastering as a as a one out, as a Blanc. I didn't trust you. I put four others in. Mastering <laughs> got up by a whisker. I lost money on the quaddy because I put the four in. I, I I, I unreservedly apologise.
4: Well, he was a dollar eighty that day, and I end up getting three dollars about him through through the quaddy. So
0: hey, 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 hey! Windscreen, no rear vision mirror. First leg of the quaddy, please you two. Oh. No, no. Oh. <laughs> well, mastering That's
4: goes good. around That's again today. As as we know, he he he, he 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 does struggle over the fourteen hundred. He won't win it up. Now today he uh, first, it's sorry. a softer seven furlongs at Flemington than it is at Caulfield. So, uh, but he has drawn eleven out of twelve. It's it's cool. It's going to make it difficult. He will, he's going to do a lot of work from that gate. The big watch here is first up for the Weir Camp, Mount Kilcoy. Uh, yeah. He's a stayer, middle-distance stayer, that has showed plenty in his first prep and could be untapped. I reckon this is the start of his autumn campaign. So whatever he does today, he'll improve off, and he'll be one to watch. Uh, Ribeye looks on. toasty. That's it. So the numbers, I've left Hay now now, now out. So the numbers <laughs> are here are 4, 8, and 11.
3: Four, eight, eleven in the first yeah. leg.
0: Well, we've got to get value later on, so that's why I've gone skinny in the first two races here. At race seven. Race seven, Simon. the second leg at Flemington. Here's your quaddy. Come on, folks. Uh, the numbers, this is where the money is with sports bet. Numbers two and seven. Champagne Cuddles is quite solid at 205, and your favourite, but Balwazi's been a good shift. $67 into 26, suggesting this will run good. At a price. Two and sevens, where the money is race yeah. seven. David, your Belle, selection? Belwazi
4: uh, might be Jamie Carr's first winner as a Victorian hoop, uh, but I doubt she it. She a winner last night. She, well, Metropolitan winner, I meant then. Okay. Okay. Uh, anyway, Champagne Cuddles, best horse in the race. Goes well fresh, three from five. I don't think she'll have a problem going down the straight. Uh, she's even money, though. I reckon the other Sydney horse, he's a good fresh horse too, All So uh, they're the, if there's an upset, I reckon it's going to be the one. So the numbers here are just two and
3: five. Two and five. You're you're over racing. You're over racing fresh, Marshall. You're dead set over racing fresh. He's he's, he's had enough already.
0: Something silver last night for Clint McDonald. Didn't you watch that? It was a fantastic ride. Race eight. This is where the money is with sports bet, ladies and gentlemen. We're filling in your quaddie two with David Taggart, number 13 and six here. Race 8 at Flemington. Lure me in 290 into 230. And Five Kingdoms had uh, good support from $7 into 550. So 13 and 6 is in line there with the money at Sports Bet. Dave, both of them go in. Uh, yeah, so I'm going wide here to get the
4: value. Uh, I can, no hoping taking the price on Lua Mien. I think it's just way too short. I know she was unlucky last start and probably should have won a BM70. He steps up to a BM84, so it's a big rising class. And they're, they're backing it like <laughs> like like uh, she, she hasn't even stepped up in grade. So the numbers here are one, three, six, seven, nine, eleven, 9, 11, and 13. All
3: right. I'm pretty wide there. Yeah, Race 9. It. Last leg, Simon. What are we backing it like?
0: Pardon? Thank <laughs> you. Hurry up! You I love you, I'm, I missed you. I did. Miss You're you.
3: over racing. Hurry up. Race
0: nine. The money is for eleven and fifteen. Hey, just highfalutin eleven dollars into eight fifty. And folks, Langrow five dollars into three ten. Eleven and fifteen. Race nine for sports bet. Uh, David Taggart, your selections for the quad. Yeah, another another sort of open race where you can get
4: some value here. Number four, as you say, just highfalutin. It's around about. It's come into what as you say about eight nine dollars. So. Uh, it was a very good first-up run, and she is two from two second up. Loves the 1,200 metres as well, winning four from six and, and has two seconds to her name too. So uh, she definitely goes in. I reckon the one that beats number 11, Intuition, uh, has the Easy Eddie form line, which has been good up in Sydney. Uh, and, of course, Langrow, the fifteen progressive type who was beaten by a very smart one last night in Starfall. Uh, I think Karen Mars went to Sydney, bolted in. Last Saturday, uh, and this is the toughest test to date So the numbers are here: are four, six, eleven, fourteen,
3: and fifteen. Four, six, eleven, fourteen, fifteen. On eleven sixteen, S E N, the odds couple with Simon O'Donnell and Simon Marshall. Welcome back to the odds couple. A minute or two to go uh, until the end of the show. Those quaddy numbers again for David Taggart. First leg four, eight, and eleven. Second leg two and five. Third leg one, three, six, seven, nine, eleven, thirteen. And the final leg, 4, six, eleven fourteen and 15.
4: Correct weight, and that's $210 for yeah, the whole unit.
3: That's 105 for 50%. Simon Marshall, you're best around the country today. That'll what be... are you going to throw in? What are you going to throw in? Come on.
0: Race 9, number Start 6, Harmaton. $4.60 into two seventy at Rose Hill today. Race 9, number 6, Harmaton.
4: Yeah, been well back, but can't win because uh, number 1, Reflectivity will win it. About $6. John, you got that? Can't
5: win.
3: We're going to get that ready for next week. <laughs> Race six, number six in Melbourne. Ribeye.
0: Oh, there he <laughs> is. Ribeye. Look at him. Washed down oh, with a nice little.
3: Oh, little Shiraz. little Shiraz. Oh, little oh little tonight I'll have a ribeye down. and a little, little Shiraz a- to sim. celebrate it for $13. See be. you next week, racing fans. The best show we've ever had. The bench coming up. Happy punny.